Okay, so we are uh, still on the topic, the ministry of fellowship. And we have been um, going through scripture now with some highlighted passages that begins to demonstrate the presence of God, a power of God, uh, a type of uh, fellowship that takes place where he's present and that God created this. He called us to it, commanded us to it. So what does that look like? And so we have some scriptures we've been going through, and we're kind of coming to the end of this batch of scriptures, um, just letting us know what we can expect and experience in this ministry of fellowship. And it's been good. So we're at the top of page 106. (laughs) Yes, Karen, this chapter has been really interesting to go through in the midst of the pandemic where places and churches hadn't been open. And we're beginning Mm -hmm. to, the churches are opening now, but we still feel the, um, the evidence of the pandemic still being in place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so things are definitely not the same as the churches reopen yeah yeah we're slowly but surely getting back to where we were before it's going to be interesting to see how people's hearts um, are satisfied with that if at all and Indeed. if this kind of gathering online um, or the Bible studies that got started or the prayer groups that got started will continue because the whole you know message of the ministry of fellowship is that we want to be where God shows up and that's what we are you know we've been experiencing and so these scriptures these passages of scriptures we've been reading through has been you know letting us know what that looks like and, and how it is that God desires us to experience Him in this way when we gather corporately together. We've been reading from um, 1 Corinthians 14, and there are a few passages we've been going through it that's been highlighted from that particular um, chapter. And so 1 Corinthians 14, we're at the top of 106, and we're reading, we're reading verses 11 through 20. And um, did you want to just kind of jump in there and read okay. what that speaks of? And we can okay. just re- do some reflection. Okay. Um, another thought came to my mind as you were speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it will, I agree that this is going to be interesting to see how mm-hmm. um, believers... Um, satisfaction in returning mm-hmm. to the church is going to be um, mm-hmm. I don't know about well a lot of people that I know um, mm. when we've gone to church in the past it seemed to have been like a social fix you know going mm-hmm. to get my social mm-hmm. fix you know we, we mm-hmm. receive something out of Greeting one another with the kisses and the hugs and, and being lifted up with the worship music. So that's yeah. to me like a social fix. And so since we've been away for a year, there's, there's maybe an even greater need for this social fix. So it's yeah. going to be interesting, real interesting. Yeah. 
So it says here, the believer should be zealous for spiritual mm-hmm. gifts, not mm-hmm. for self-glorification, but mm-hmm. that they might be able to edify others through their love by using them. The believer let's is spiritual. Let's stop there for a moment. Sure. Let's, let's just stop there for a moment because that is, I think, something we don't give thought to. So First mm-hmm. Corinthians 14, chapter 11, um, verse 11 through 20. Read verse 11, obviously. And it's, it's saying that the believer should be zealous for spiritual gifts and that we should be edifying others through our love by using them. Yeah. So that means that I need to consider, am I flowing in my spiritual gifts? Mm-hmm. Do I have spiritual gifts? Do I want spiritual gifts? Yeah. What gift is God using me when I engage with others and edify others, encourage others? Because when I am coming in fellowship with the body, this is how he moves. And yeah. I need to be a vassal or I need to be expectant or recognize that this is, this is what God wants to do when we gather together. This is part of the ministry. God is saying, I want to flow through the gifts I've given you. Mm. Don't you realize I've given you gifts? And I think we're oblivious because we're thinking, going here and I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to see folks. I'm going to just have a good time. You know, and we're just, you know, settled with that expectation. But God is like, no, I've empowered you with my gifts. I want you now to engage, being sensitive of what I'm speaking or how I'm moving. When you greet that person, when you hug that person, when you're talking with that person, catch a moment and realize if I'm in that moment, you know, Mm. and be ready. This is the kind of awareness that the ministry of fellowship makes distinct. I could be going to a hangout, you know, a party, and everybody's just kind of doing their thing, and I just happen to sit down next to somebody. Maybe I know them. Maybe I don't know them. We're getting up, you know, having a chit-chat. And I'm sensing that something is unique happening in this conversation. And if I'm a child of God, I need to be aware if God is moving. And I, mm. and I need to not feel like I'm at this party and I just want to be at this party. This is not a religious moment. This is not church. This is not at a Bible study or a prayer group. So I don't need to flow this way. No, you can. <laughs> you can. And this needs to be my expectation that wherever I go, You know, the spirit of God is with me. And because he's given me gifts, I'm going to be sensitive of how he's going to use that. Now, we're not talking about, of course, you know, when we have those experiences where we meet people who are, I would say, fanatical or just overzealous and they don't have, you know, just a soundness of their spiritual gifts. That's why, you know, we talk about becoming spiritually skillful. That's Mm -hmm. a new term. They'll talk more about that, but what it means to become spiritually skillful, that comes through proper discipleship. But granted, not everybody is discipled well in order to know how to manage these kinds of things in the prophetic. But it doesn't take away the fact that God still desires it. So, yeah. you know, this, this conversation is going out to those who know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that, that this is what God wants to accomplish in our lives always when we get together. 
And we have a responsibility to be intentional in that way. That's a great point. I summarized verse 12 as excel in gifts that build up the church. Amen. 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 Excel. Excel. Yeah. And, And before excelling, desire. Desire spiritual gifts. They're there. There are nine of them and so much more. You know, what is it that God has given me? He says he's given me something. Am I even aware of it? And then when I become aware of it, excel, just like you said. Mm -hmm. So when you say desire it, um, what goes Mm -hmm. with that also is to pray for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Mm -hmm. let's continue. The believer is spiritually handicapped when unaware of their spiritual gifts and living Mm -hmm. as an unfruitful service to the body of Christ. (laughs) We're just talking about that. (laughs) Yes. Prayer Mm -hmm. is a key of the ministry of fellowship. Mm -hmm. And praying in the spirit, Mm -hmm. interpretation of tongues is a key part of the ministry of fellowship. Mm -hmm. Singing is a key part of the ministry of fellowship. It seems mm-hmm. the objective of the ministry is to experience God. Yes. Amen. So this passage is um, in, in 1 Corinthians 14. It's talking about a couple of things. It's talking about how do we experience God corporately in a corporate setting like a worship service, and how do we experience God on a personal level when, you know, it's just a, a private, intimate kind of setting. And and so God is a part of our experience no matter what kind of setting we're in. And so we were talking about what it's like to come out of this pandemic in a ministry of fellowship and going back to our corporate um, experience, going to church, um, a corporate experience as a ministry of fellowship. And so this passage begins to highlight what that looks like corporately because we were used to, I think in one of the other episodes, we were talking about what church was like and that we know that it really was more of a religious experience than it was a genuine um, experience in, in God where he had the liberty of the ministry of fellowship to flow because Everything was cookie cutter from one church or denomination. We understood church. If we did church right, we did it a certain kind of way. And I could walk into any denomination and go to church and see the same format and probably do the exact same thing. So God is saying, I want to be present so much more than that. And it's because we are not looking, seeking, or desiring these kinds of engagements for God to take us further or to draw us deeper for an experience. It's wonderful, and I've been in those kind of services where, you know, sometimes we didn't even get to the sermon because the Spirit of God had freedom and liberty to flow. We can have our structure, but we are really looking for the Holy Spirit to just move and flow however he desires. And if we are all coming in expectance of that, expecting that, then he will. And so we see that he's in our music, he's in our tongues. You know, that's something that 
man, that's a whole nother conversation of right. where we've gotten away from that because we don't understand the gift of tongues and how right. when it's an operation in a corporate setting, how there is and can be someone who interprets that so that the whole body can be edified. That's the area that, you know, we've had so much error in that we're really very fearful and cautious about allowing the spirit of God to flow in that way. And we're not, you know, as we said, skillful in those areas of our giftings to allow that to happen. And so, as I said, that's a whole nother conversation about how church structure is, is, is established with the profits of the ministry where there is, um, um, there, there is a structure where there is protection and guidance on how ministry flows in the prophetic. And when you have established leaders to govern that properly, you won't, you, you, you relieve yourself of the kind of errors that we've experienced. So as I said, that's a whole nother conversation, but it still doesn't take away that this is what God expected in ministry when we gather corporately. And so prayer is one of those key foundations of it because Jesus said himself, my house shall be a house of prayer. So what would it be like if there was no real agenda when we get to church except to pray together, Mm. except to edify, except to encourage and hear the scripture go forth, hear the word that people are inspired. This is what I hear God saying and let them come up. Oh, my, my. The prophets are hearing, uh, heard last week or this week, and allowing that to shape and, and, and create the experience of God. And then that oh leads to my. another, that leads to another. Then the song goes, it's, 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 you know, it's just the flow of God. I imagine the- a revival. That's what <laughs> I imagine it will look like. Yeah. And yeah. Shania, what is it? How do you say it? Yeah, Shekinah glory. Yeah. Shekinah mm-hmm. glory. And the glory of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is what this passage of scripture is talking about. God designed that for us, you know. And so it's for us to be intentional to to pursue that, to go after that, and align ourselves with God, so we can. And I tell you, if we were experiencing the ministry of fellowship like that on a weekly basis. We wouldn't have a problem trying to get people to church. Absolutely not. <laughs> we wouldn't have to beg them, pry them. Absolutely you know. <laughs> not. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. People would, would hear from near and far what's going yeah. on there. And they would want to yeah. be a part. They would want to see. They would want to witness. They would want to experience. Yeah. They would yeah. want to be in God's presence. There would be so much to receive from God. And, and imagine every church having their own experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and as we were talking about in previous episodes, imagine that I would not be hindered from going to where these experiences are. You know, there's, there's something that we defined um, as church hopping when people are going from church to church. And, you know, some aspects of that debate is legitimate but really when we think about how we were talking about the church without walls and what that looks like that if i have freedom to experience the 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 whole body of christ then um i wouldn't be hindered from doing that on some level but the point is is that where god cultivates my life aligns me is where i'm going to be stationed 
And so if we can have a peace with that and not be threatened by where God leads me because there is a connection, there are people, there is an experience where he's connecting me from one week to another. And I receive that, you know, that's okay because that's how God moves. You know, that's just how he moves um, within the body. And, and, and if, if we could just get accustomed to a different kind of flow, um, we, we see a different kind of church. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what this discussion yeah. is, really, is really all about. <laughs> yes. I would like to remind the listeners that this book, again, was written and published a year or two prior to mm-hmm. what we're experiencing in real time with the pandemic. 2018. Yeah, 2018. So two years prior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but so I'm still why... amazed at um, the depth of information related mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. we're experiencing today, how it is um, right on point. I'm still amazed. Amen. Amen. I was going to say the reason why I think it's relevant today, um, as it was two years ago. These are not my words. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you. not my opinion. This is not my opinion. Yes. We're just talking about what's in the word. Yes. You know, so the word, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we're talking about what we see in this word, what we interpret, what we are understanding about what this word is saying, and let that be the final word, the final say, the yes. foundation to what we believe. It's going to stand the test of time. It's going to always rise to the surface. That's all we're experiencing right now. We're, we're experiencing and talking about what an authentic walk of faith looks like. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Amen. Yes, yes. Can't stand the heat. Get out the kitchen. <laughs> this is real I love how we can have fun with this (laughs) hey as always we are thrilled that you are listening today and want to encourage you to join us every week as we talk about what it's like to truly live in God's kingdom so don't forget to subscribe realize we're talking about just one kingdom key And that is the ministry of fellowship. There's so much more we're going to discuss on this podcast series, Mysteries of the Kingdom. So join us next time as we continue the discussion. And don't forget your book. Order through my website and you'll get special discounted pricing. Okay, until next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.